This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we have packed a few different shows together that we call Highlights to help you to get the most bang for your time in educating you on the topics that you want to learn from. We would love to hear from you. I am grateful that you are with us today. Have a blessed day. Our guest is Lee Yoder. Thanks for being on the show, Lee. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure, Whitney. I'm honored to have you on the show, Lee. Lee, he says, no one in his family invested in anything other than a 401k before he got started in real estate. He bought his first three multifamily properties within four months of each other, and he is able to involve his family in their multifamily business and maintain his priorities, which are God, wife, kids, and his real estate investing. So Lee, grateful to have you on the show. I love that you have your priorities in place, and I want to get into that just a little bit, and obviously just the name of your company and what that means. I just think you and I would agree on a lot of things as far as that's concerned. And I think a lot of the listeners will as well and will appreciate you know, your outlook on how you've been successful because of those things, those priorities. But give us a little bit more about you and let's just jump right into that and maybe where you're located. Yeah, sure. I'm in just north of Cincinnati, Ohio. Like you said, yeah, I didn't have really any entrepreneurs in my family that were starting business or, or investing or anything. So I didn't know I was an entrepreneur because I didn't know what that looked like. So I'm actually a physical therapist by trade. And I was actually doing home health physical therapy, which was great for the family because it's very flexible. It's a good income, but I was just really bored. I mean, not fulfilled, not challenged. So kind of got in on the corporate side and started climbing the corporate ladder, which was very exciting for me. I was really building out our uh, home health physical therapy division. So was getting experience building a company a little bit. So that was very exciting and very challenging and fulfilling for me not so good for the family. You know, had had a couple young kids, my wife and I were starting our family, so not good in that way. So I actually went back to doing the home health physical therapy but involved real estate. Before this, a friend had kind of tipped me off to that, so I read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book like everybody and you know, thought and it just, you know, like a lot of people spoke to me and I started to realize like I think I'm an entrepreneur. I think I you know, I, I like this. Now my dad's in construction and I'd done some construction growing up, so real estate, you know, seemed kind of natural to me anyway. I like the idea of doing rehab, so yeah, I kind of jumped in and flipped the house pretty quickly, but again, wasn't able to control my time. So again, it just wasn't good for the young family. My kids were young, so they couldn't really be involved in, in the flipping parts. So my wife just felt like a single mother for you know a few months while we were trying to hustle to get it done. So yeah, Whitney, you know, like you said, I'm really focused on, I mean, real estate for me is an opportunity to, to be challenged, to build something, to build wealth, but also be able to control my time because that's the most important thing to me so that I can still pursue my walk with Christ and pursue my family and do that really well. So real estate, you know, like I said, the first flip, what wasn't really like that. So, you know, it's not easy to do that. Real estate doesn't make that easy. You know, when you're building something, when you're being an entrepreneur, it can get very busy and you can, you know, be consumed by it. Especially, I think a lot of people that get into it are those type of people that really enjoy work like I do and and really just want to go after it like your hair's on fire. And you got to stop and think, Hey, what's most important to me? So that's been a journey for me. That's where we came up with the name Threefold, where my wife and I, you know, intend to partner with the investors that we work with, but we also partner with God to make sure that we're keeping our priorities straight and that we remember why we're here on earth and that it's, there's a lot more to it than just, you know, building a real estate portfolio, even though as a career, that's my ultimate goal. Now, I couldn't agree more and, you know, just how important our walk with the Lord is and and how He has guided us and blessed our business as well. He's been very kind, of course. But also, you know, you mentioned in your bio, like you're a, a ready, fire, aim type of guy, and it causes you to slow down and elaborate on that a little bit, because I think there's probably many listeners who are in that same boat. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll just say, I think it really takes two things to be a good, a successful real estate investor. And I think the first one is Grant Cardone. I didn't read the book, not necessarily a huge fan, but he wrote the book, you know, called 10X. And I think you do have to be able to have a big vision because I would say, I don't know what you'd say, Whitney, but like maybe 95% of people have never really thought about owning more than their own house. So I do think you have to have that, be able to think big. I've got that in spade. You know, God did give me that. So I don't have a problem with that. I can, I can think pretty big and, and come up with dreams that most people would say, Lee, you have no business dreaming that, you know, it's, it's so far off. But the other thing I think you really have to have that's a real challenge for me is the compound effect But Aaron Hardy and just staying diligent and doing the little things day after day after day that take you toward that big goal instead of the shiny object syndrome or, you know, just kind of trying to stay busy, but doing little things each day. And that's where I struggle. So where I feel like God has been working on me and he gave me a wife that struggles with the 10X part. She thinks owning our house and, and me just doing physical therapy would be great. Just stay safe, save a little bit and, you know, do that whole route. That's what her parents did. That's what my parents did. So, but she's really good about keeping the details straight. So far, I don't have a partner in all this, but my wife has been my partner. But I feel like that's something God has really been working on me and just slowing down a little bit because, you know, I always tell her when we flipped the first house, it didn't go very well. If she'd have been all in like me and just, hey, let's just go, 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 go. I probably would have flipped 10 houses, but that wouldn't have gotten me closer to my ultimate goal of owning larger multifamily deals. So the fact that we did kind of slow down after that and go, let's take a breath. Let's think about this. It caused me to not flip another house. Because I think you'll hear a lot of guys that flip 30 houses, then they bought some small multifamilies. And then 10 years later, maybe they realize, man, you know, the bigger multifamily stuff's where it's at. And they got into that. Now I was slowing down and listening and educating myself and having my wife say, you know, that flip, here's why it wasn't that great for our family. So because of that, I didn't flip 30 houses. I flipped one, you know, realized, hey, that wasn't what I'm looking for. I'm ultimately, I'm trying to get a multifamily. So let's go that route. So it took us a year to flip the first house and move into multifamily, but we moved pretty quickly because I didn't, you know, just try to stay busy and, and just do a bunch of things by flipping a bunch of houses, which I probably would have done if it weren't for my wife and, and for God leading me in a different direction, slowing me down a little bit. Well, I mean, a year from your flip to getting into larger multifamilies, I mean, pretty quick, I think, uh, for most people, yeah. you know, so I think that's, that's really good. You know, and it's unfortunate. A lot of people are, you know, they're getting started for a long, long time. You know, it's like they say they're getting started in real estate, but it's like three years since they, you know, got started, you know, uh, getting started. So, you know, but I wanted to go back a little bit to, unfortunately, I've heard great things about that book, but I have not read it, but it is going to have to going on the top of my list uh, very soon because uh, I've heard great things. But I would love to know some of the daily things, you know, that changed for you after reading that book or because, I mean, I have a similar story as far as, you know, how my habits changed and some things that happened that like, okay, you know, I can start seeing success in my business and and I give all that, you know, glory to the Lord. But, you know, it, it, whether it's through a book or, or whatever, but what were some of those things for you that helped you to see things that you needed to do different? And, you know, even if they're little things. Yeah. Well, I think when I, now that I'm really trying to get into apartment syndication, I think, you know, following guys like you and Joe Fairless, you know, what I realize is to buy a big apartment building, you've got to raise a lot of capital. Okay. And a lot of things go into that, right? And it's, it's a long-term relationship you've got to have with people and you've got to build up that network and you've got to build a brand. You've got to do a lot of different things like that to build up the capital. And then in order to really find good deals, you got to build a lot of relationships with brokers. You might set up a, a mailing campaign, do some things like that. What I would like to do when I get up in the morning is just jump online and look at deals. That's the fun part, 
right? Like, so that's my natural is just, no, I'm, I'm just going after the kill. I want to go look at deals. That's not the compound effect. To me, that's like the 10X thinking of like, let, let's go big right now and, and just get after it. The compound effect to me is getting up and saying, okay, how, what am I doing today to build long-term relationships with some new investors? I'm starting a podcast. I build a website. That's stuff that you can do today that's really not going to pay off for months, you know, maybe years, right? To me, that's the compound effect is doing the things that say, what can I do today that's going to benefit me in a year? You know, when I jump online and look at a deal, I'm trying to find something to put under contract today. And that's, you know, the deals that are available to people that want to do that aren't, aren't the best deals. And then are you going to have the capital ready? So what I'm trying to change is when I get up to resist the temptation, just go look for deals right now, but instead do the little things to raise the capital for those big deals and do the little things to develop relationships with brokers. Yeah. So just building out my brand. It, it's all the little things that go into that. And we get into more of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you and I had talked that Joe Fairless is, he wrote a book called the best ever real estate syndication book. And I, I think that just lays it out. I got it right here. <laughs> Looks like you've been through it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a little torn up. <laughs> yeah. That just lays it out. And honestly, I just, I just follow that. But like I said, that's hard for me to follow those steps, to be diligent like that. I think if you really want to buy big multifamily properties, that's what it takes. Our guest is Todd Pulse. Thanks for being on the show, Todd. Hey, thanks for having me, Whitney. Excited to be here with you. Yeah, honored to have you on the show, Todd. A little about Todd, uh, in case you don't know him. He's a multifamily investor and flipper from the state of Ohio, home of none other than the Buckeyes. Currently, with over 100 doors owned, dozens of successful flips, and some mistakes along the way, he personally manages these properties and projects while still working a full-time job as a VP for a large security firm and while keeping his princess wife happy. So welcome to the show, Todd. I'm grateful to have you on. There's so much just right there that we could talk about uh, and while working full time and, and making this happen. I love talking about that because I've experienced that myself. I know so many of the listeners are, are pushing to do the same thing and to get into this business. And you've had real estate success and while uh, working full time and in a family as well. So give us a little more about you, Todd. I know you have a story you want to share as well, but tell us that and then uh, give us a little more about how you got into the, you know, your real estate business and why. And then let's jump into your superpower. Sure. Well, I'm glad you started off mentioning my wife. Otherwise, I would have been in big trouble with me. So thanks for doing that. <laughs> a little bit about me. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, actually a suburb of Dayton right on the border called Riverside, Ohio. Kind of a typical story that I hear from a lot of guys and jump in trying to create wealth with real estate. I, I grew up in a trailer park, fairly poor with a dad that jumped around job to job. My mom only made it through eighth grade. She was a stay-at-home mom. And you know we didn't have a lot growing up. Uh, along the way, I didn't have anybody in my life that taught me about finances or even managing a checkbook. I didn't even know how to set up a checking account, to be honest with you. But uh, at the end of the day, I decided I wanted to do something a little bit better and decided to go to college and get my criminal justice degree. I uh, moved into my career in law enforcement as a police officer. From there, at some point along the way, I jumped into corporate investigations with a large retail organization. And right around 2013, I decided to jump into real estate. Since then, we've done dozens of flips. We own hundreds of doors in the date market. But really, the reason I jumped into real estate, I don't think it was accident. But I can tell you the moment that I realized that I wanted to do that, when my wife and I first got together, again, I told you I grew up without really anybody teaching me about finances. So, you know, 10, 11 years ago, if I had a 500 credit score, that was a really good day, right? When my wife and I were first together and I was at her house, I was going through a foreclosure on my first home. My house was getting foreclosed on. And as we were sitting there watching a movie, I had some tow trucks show up in the front of the house and they were hooking up my truck, right? They were repoing it. And my wife looked outside and said, What are they doing? You know, that moment we kind of had to 
you know, come to terms with the fact that I wasn't doing good financially. Although I had a good job, it was paying good. I didn't know how to manage any of that. I mean, really the embarrassing part, her mom and dad lived right across the street from us, right? So I had to make up the story that I had the main, you know, text come pick up the car they were going to work on it that night. But it was kind of at that moment where I said, you know what, I got to change. I got to do something different. I need to start thinking about my family and the family that we were going to build. And how do I build that wealth? And that's really when I made the decision to jump into real estate. So I had about $10,000 in one of my retirement accounts. And I called now my boss, one of my business partners, but he was my mentor along the way. And I said, Hey, I got 10K. I want to do something in real estate. If I find this a four unit apartment building, will you give me 10K also? And let's go in and, and buy this building. I think he kind of laughed and he said, Where are you going to find a $20,000 four unit apartment building that you don't have to put you know, crazy amount of cash into rehab? And I said, I, I, I don't know, but I'm willing to try. So we spent about the next you know, two or three months trying to find a property and found a property that was listed at like $65,000, $70,000. wasn't in bad shape. It was in the C-class neighborhood. And I said, you know, I, I, I might not be able to get for 20 k but let me practice my negotiation skills. So at the end of the day, we found it was a guy that had it on land contract from a guy out of Iowa who bought it on auction. Horrible relationship. He had never paid the, the actual owner a cent. They were behind taxes. And at the end of the day, we gave the land contract guy $1,000 to go away. And we gave the actual owner $19,000 to pay the property off, get his money back in foreclosure and pay his taxes. So we ended up getting into that deal for you know right at $21,000. My mentor at that time put twelve k into rehab it. I took him out in about a year. That was my first property. And that's kind of how it all started. Wow. You were going through a hard time there. You were being foreclosed on. Your vehicle was getting towed. Uh, what an impression on the on the future in-laws and, and your future spouse. I can't remember if she was your girlfriend at the time or, or, you know, at the, or what, but wow. You know, and, and that was a turning point, right? I mean, you said, okay, I've got to make a change. And, and it's unfortunate a lot of people, they don't make that decision. Right, you know, they don't make that decision and and have a turning point like you did. But look at you now, and and uh, you know, it's, it's just incredible. And you made that happen. You made that deal work. And give us some more details about that project. And then you know, I'd love to fast forward into kind of where you're at now, and maybe a few things along the way that helped you to to build the the business that you have now. Sure. So that project was, you know, I I I'd read and and I'm not a big reader. I don't read books. So everybody that says they've read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is almost everybody. I'm going to confess right now, I've not read it. I've uh, saw bits and pieces of it. And my friends tell me everything that's in it. So I feel like I've read it. But you know, I just immersed myself with, with the internet and, and talking to people. And quite honestly, my mentor at the time had a few rental properties. But the thing that he had that, that is really hard to find was he is probably the most incredible entrepreneur I've ever met in my life. One of the smartest guys. But he had a security company. He's, he's had multiple companies that he started. Um, just a very successful guy. So he helped me in that real estate piece right then. But neither one of us really had a big connection with, with rehabbing or managing, you know, multifamily properties, although he had a couple of them. But we just, you know, we found the we found the right crews to come in and, and knock it out for us for 12K, which was just really turning one apartment. And then I I just learned. I learned I learned how to operate. I learned how to be a manager. I talked to people, I talked to, you know, friends and family. And I didn't reach out to any other investors because I didn't really understand networking at that time. And I just asked people like, how would you want to be treated if you lived in an apartment? Like, what do you expect your landlord to do? What do you expect the owner to do? And we made some mistakes along the way. Matter of fact, one of the biggest mistakes and losses that I had was kind of right after that. So I was on top of the world. I was like, look, I found this property for $20,000, right? Like we're killing it. And I didn't know how successful that property would be until two years ago when I finally sold it to fund my wife's in-ground pool. But <laughs> at that time, I was feeling like, man, we can conquer the world, right? And I found a beautiful six-unit building around the corner. And it was uh, almost completely rehabbed. There was a guy who actually was selling some drugs in the apartment. 
and unfortunately was was murdered in one of the units. But he had four out of six to the hill, just absolutely remodeled. It was going to be beautiful. And same thing, we we got that under contract for the back taxes, which were twenty thousand bucks, and we were only going to have to put you know about thirty forty thousand into it to get it ready. The biggest mistake that we made was we closed on a late Friday night. Completely forgot to put insurance on the building. Monday morning, I'm waking up to go to the building and watching the news, and I see a building, right, apartment building on fire, just kind of burning to the ground. And that was our building, and uh, we didn't have insurance on it. So that building went, you know, it was a complete loss to us, and that was a huge lesson. So very quickly within that same year of feeling like I was on top of the world and that I could do this, we got hit with that, right? So we could have made a decision at that point to either tuck tail and run away, or you know what, like let's suck it up. And I'll tell you, my wife. At the time, that was not uh, that was not easy conversation, you know. Letting her know that we just burned twenty thousand dollars, but I do have a real quick story about you, Whitney. And I think sometimes on podcasts we hear a lot about the guests. And one of the things that I wish we heard more on some podcasts was um, about the actual person put on the podcast. And for you, you're probably not going to remember this because you talked to thousands and thousands of people. But at the end of 2019, I went to the conference out in Colorado, and you were there. You were one of the presenters. Uh, if you remember, and we met for a brief moment. And I'm not gonna make this like a love story, but we met for a very brief moment, right? And I knew right away, like, hey, this is a genuine dude, a guy that you know you should really listen to. And I listened to your story on stage, you know, listen about the adoption and your wife. And at one point you figured out that you needed to maybe start looking at partners and networking. And when I came back to Ohio after that conference, I I took a deep look at myself and I said, what am I not good at? Like what is the one area that I fail in? And for me, it was always staying to myself in real estate. I never reached out. I never networked. I never talked to anybody else in real estate. I just did it on my own. And that was it. But after listening to you that day and kind of your story and your journey and kind of seeing what you're doing, I thought, man, you know what? I need to make some changes. And, and networking just in the last you know, six months has become a piece of my everyday business and what I'm really trying to focus on. Not because I'm doing syndication or trying to raise funds. I just I think it's good for the soul, man. And one of the things people forget about sometimes is your everyday interactions and how much impact you can have on somebody. And that brief two minutes that you and I set beside each other at that conference and that presentation that you gave at the conference, you didn't know that, hey, Todd Fultz of Dayton, Ohio is sitting in the back of the room listening and hanging on to every word that you say, but you impacted me and you impacted me in a very important way. And since then, we did start a partnership with three people, one of them being my original mentor and then two from Nevada. And if I would have never listened to you or heard your journey or heard your story that day, I would have never even thought about it. And I probably wouldn't have even began networking. But don't forget how much impact you have on people, Whitney. And I appreciate that. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today. 